Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and the topic I'd like to address today in a single word is subtlety. It's a word that I first encountered as an undergraduate back in the 1960s at the University of Wisconsin. My college roommate during my senior year was uh, James P. Driscoll. And if you look in the listings to the New Thinking Aloud series, and just now, for those of you who aren't aware of how to find the listings, I'm linking to them. If you look at the upper right of your screen, right now you'll see a link that'll take you to the listings. It's a hot link. You can click on it right on the video screen. In those years, I used to engage in really lengthy conversations with Jim Driscoll, who went on to get his doctoral degree in uh, Renaissance literature. And I've interviewed him several times, as I've mentioned. Now, we used to talk about subtlety back then as being a very important characteristic that distinguishes intellectual inquiry from just sort of average uh, uh, run-of-the-mill conversation. That was what demarcated you as an intellectual, your ability to appreciate subtlety. Uh, Today, you often hear the word nuance used in much the same way. Well, subtlety, what does that mean? What does nuance mean? Uh, Why would they even be important? Now, I'm thinking about these in the context of the previous two in presence monologues, where I talked about the idea that you can shift your consciousness with a single thought. Well, a single thought is a very subtle thing. The very notion of the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, subliminal perception suggests that we have thoughts that are so subtle, they're below the limit or the limit of consciousness altogether. They're operating in the background of our mind, things that we don't even normally notice at all. That's an example of subtlety. Uh, I suppose I could give you an example. This morning, I took a bicycle ride. I'm doing that now (laughs) every morning. So, I'm out riding on my bicycle for about an hour and a half or so around the neighborhood. The wind is blowing at me while I'm riding my bicycle, especially if I'm going downhill. Uh, If I'm going uphill, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to Uh, overcome the effect of gravity as I bicycle up a hill. So, I'm not really appreciating subtlety (laughs) in, in that circumstance. I'm focused on riding the bicycle. Now, so a subtle thing might be a very soft wind blowing against my skin. I might feel a couple of hairs move. That's subtle. And a a really good way to appreciate subtlety is in terms of normal sensory perception. Some people say that extrasensory perception isn't really extrasensory. If you listen to the interview I did with uh, Lynn Buchanan, it was released uh, about a week ago or so, in which he talked about 
the sixth and the seventh sense. Now, in that interview, he believes that the sixth sense is not a paranormal sense at all. It's a normal sense. It's a subtle, normal sense. He called it the uh, ambiance, the sense of ambiance. You walk into a room and right away, as soon as you pass through the doorway, the ambiance changes. So, noticing the change in ambiance every time you enter a new room or a new space, that's an example of a subtle sensory perception. And uh, according to Lynn Buchanan and uh, other people who teach various uh, styles of extrasensory perception or remote viewing, a good way to open yourself up to uh, the paranormal is just by looking at the subtle aspects of normal perception. Because the paranormal is just like a step beyond normal, subtle sensory perception. After all, in our mind, we're bombarded by stimulation. A study was recently published, in fact, comparing humans with macaque monkeys. And they found that uh, looking at the brainwave patterns of human and macaques, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but in any case, the, the point being that this is very, very old in our evolutionary development uh, because it is pre-human. It has to do with biological nervous systems, I suppose you could say, amongst vertebrates, and maybe it's even older than just vertebrates. The, the point being that we're constantly scanning the environment so that even if you're focused very intensively on a task, or an object of interest, about four times a second, your nervous system is going to break up that focus and look for other items in the environment that might be important to you. And of course, in our early evolutionary development, what that might be is the subtle hint that there's a predator in the environment. It might be just a tiny odor. It might be the tiniest of sounds because the predator is being stealthy. So, our brains are um, have originally developed in that context where being aware of subtle cues was a question of survival. And naturally, in, in that era for animals as, as well as for humans, Having uh, opened up your extrasensory perception is an added survival advantage. Now, another way of looking at subtlety is in terms of, well, it's a, I, I guess you'd call it a theosophical concept, subtle energies. In fact, there's even a journal called Subtle Energies, and my friend Stephen Steffen Schwartz, who's been interviewed 24 times on this channel, uh, helped name that journal and served as its editor in his early years. He says now he regrets the name. Well, it comes out of theosophy to my understanding. And subtle energies would refer to astral, etheric, mental energies beyond the physical. Because in this philosophy, which is widely shared amongst esoteric cultures worldwide, including uh, mainstream Hindu and Buddhist cultures, 
there are other realms. They're very much like our physical realm. We can't see them or hear them or touch them. But you could think of it as the realm of the afterlife or the realms of, of various spiritual planes. They're very real to the inhabitants of those realms, so it is said, like a dream realm. When you're in a house, in a dream, what is the house made of? But perhaps subtle energy. Well, Stefan Schwartz says, no, it's not about energy at all. It's information. So perhaps subtle energy is, uh, could be viewed as an information process rather than an energetic process. From my perspective, though, I'm simply talking about an awareness of tiny shifts. When I said you can shift your consciousness with a single thought, typically that is a very subtle shift. And yet, a subtle shift can sometimes be the most important, the most dramatic, the tiniest little change might end up being like the butterfly in China flapping its wings that ends up resulting in a hurricane in the Caribbean. That, that's sort of the notion here of why it could be potentially quite important. Of course, not every butterfly flapping its wings in China is going to create a hurricane. But potentially, it could, especially based on the dynamics that have been uh, mapped out quite precisely uh, by mathematicians studying catastrophe theory and chaos theory in mathematics and in physics. Now, when I say to you that you can create a shift in consciousness with a single thought, I am suggesting uh, the need, the requirement that you, if you're having a hard time grasping that idea, and I know some viewers reject it out of hand and some viewers say, yeah, the problem is I have an anxiety disorder and a single thought can plunge me into anxiety. It does create a shift in, in consciousness all too dramatically for some people. But you can use that knowledge, I claim, that a single thought can create a shift in consciousness. You can use that knowledge productively in your own life to create a shift in consciousness so subtle you can barely notice it, but it might make a world of difference to you. That's what subtlety is about. That's what nuance is about. Another way to appreciate it is when you engage in conversations with your friends or with your instructors or uh, when you engage in political dialogue or when you listen to these videos, pay attention to the appreciation of subtlety of whoever you're interacting with. Some people are focused on the most obvious, gross things, and sometimes a gross awareness is very important. It's like basics, A, B, C, one, two, three. We need that. We need to always remind ourselves of the most fundamental things in our life. But at the same time, I'm suggesting that an appreciation of subtlety will open up worlds of experience for you. 
It is a doorway into enormous possibilities. Subtlety, for example, in your life might be a shift from thinking about some project that you're entertaining is if, if you're thinking it's impossible, I'll never get around to it, I can't do it, there are a hundred reasons why it won't work, to thinking, well, maybe I can, maybe I can reconsider, maybe it's possible to go from absolutely impossible to maybe I should reconsider is a subtle change. And I think a powerful one. <laughs> What's the lesson for you in this? Well, think for yourself. Where can you apply subtlety in your life? Where could you go from thinking about something being impossible to thinking, well, maybe? Where can you do that? I'll leave you with that thought and thank you for being with me.